0: You're a wizard, Harry. It does not do to dwell on dreams
1: and forget to live. I can tell you how to bottle fame, brew glory, and even put a stopper in death. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And again, we have Molly back with us.
1: Hi everyone.
0: Very exciting. She uh, was part of a massive Chapter 12, Mira Mira yeah. said, that hopefully you listened to. Uh, today we're discussing Chapter 13, Nicholas Flamel. I guess we should start with, who is Nicholas Flamel? <laughs> He's actually a real person. Yeah. I guess we should start with that. Yes. She is basing this character off of someone from history.
1: He's from France, actually. Um, but the Nicholas Flamel from the book, him and his wife, Pernell? Is that how you say
0: it? Pernell? Per... I, I honestly... That's a tough one. Yes. It sounds French. It we'll, does. Go with, we'll go with that.
1: They actually met at um, uh, Bogota that's where they met. Oh, really? Yeah. So, just a little, like, trivia tidbit, maybe. That is a trivia tidbit. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, he was an actual dude um, that was into al... I can never say this right. Alchemy? Alchemy. Alchemy. Yes. Thank you. He, throughout history, um, they brought him up as actually having the stone and the elixir of life they say he's popped up throughout history so a little a little research that I did interesting yeah listeningworld.com has more info on him there you go so
0: um they do drop some tidbits about his life in here that he's 665 years old if you remember that number <laughs> you might have heard it in our trivia from a couple of episodes ago when Anna and I got into a massive trivia showdown <laughs> Epic. (laughs) Yeah, in the Quidditch chapter, chapter 11. Uh, Do go back and listen to that. It is bonkers. It's nuts. Um, But yeah, 665 years old. Yes. His wife is 658. Yes. Um, They've clearly lived through some interesting times in history. Yes. Uh, This takes place in the 90s, the 1990s. So, yeah, you can kind of do your own math there, because I'm not good at math. But you can do your own math. That's fine. <laughs> Obviously, they had been searching for, you know, Nicholas M- Femell for a long time, uh, the trio, and how they weren't finding him and so on and so forth. And then a chocolate frog card gives away the... the uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've seen this name before. I swear I've seen this name. Yeah. Which she drops, like, yep. way earlier on in the book. Yeah. When we learned that uh, Dumbledore also likes tenpin Bowling. Yes, <laughs> which is such an odd like you list his achievements. Right. That's the curveball that they throw in there. <laughs> ten pin bowling. It makes me think he wrote it, like oh. he wrote his own like chocolate <laughs> frog card. Right. He's like I guess I
1: have to write accomplishment accomplishment. Right. But I'm gonna throw in ten pin bowling. Right. Because yes, that's a wizarding yeah. game. Yeah. And plus two, I just feel like that's like Dumbledore's like humor. In yeah. A nutshell, just blah, blah, blah. And here's
0: this weird thing about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really, really impressive. Yeah. But also, I'm still an actual person. Right. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, so they uh, they kind of st- really stumble upon it. Yeah. After Ron gives Neville a frog because mm-hmm. Neville was feeling down. Yeah. Uh, which Neville often does early in this book a little unfortunate, kind of a downtrodden character. And we talked a little bit about it, uh, because Anna came at me hard with my Snape Max. comments when Neville screwed up so badly in potions. Yes. And Snape kind of snapped at him a little bit.
1: I do have to admit I'm on team Anna
0: for that one. <sighs> do I have to do another <laughs> episode defending myself?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just I just have such a soft spot in my heart for Neville because I've definitely been there, and I think, again, here's, you know, JK just bringing in more real-world awesomeness that she does, like, we've all had that one teacher that just scares the crap out of you, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, you're just anxious little Neville, just like, oh my god, like, please, I just let me, I'm trying to do my best here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so. No, for sure. Uh, I bet. That's why I got good grades, is because I didn't want to get yelled at by teachers. Right? (laughs) Essentially what it was. Right. Um, No, I I totally get it.
1: Uh, Though I didn't melt anything in school either to warrant such a reaction. I could definitely understand where that would be frustrating to deal with. I will say, Dan, I can empathize with that. It's it's like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> It'd be like Molly, uh, she works in a clinic, Yes. Uh, telling a patient to go, go to the mirror at the, the bar uh-huh. and just do some balance exercises, and somehow they pull off the entire bar, <laughs> the mirror comes down and crashes, and you're like, well, how could you have even done that? What? I don't understand how you messed that up so
1: spectacularly. <laughs> I feel like I would have to do some deep <clears throat> inner reflection, though.
0: Like, what did I do to make this person <laughs> pull the bar off the wall? <laughs> it's fair. That's fair, too. Oh, man. Anyways. We anyway, we digress. Uh, so, we need to mention Snape as a Quidditch ref, Oh. Because... <laughs> I can't imagine he volunteered for this game. Uh, I'd assume Dumbledore was like, yeah, you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, the choice of Snape as a Quidditch ref, he must have been so disgruntled getting yeah. <laughs> that news <laughs> of like, hey, by the way, you're gonna work on your Saturday, I, uh, right. like, doing this or whatever. Right. Um, as Elizabeth already uh, pointed out, all of the teacher's schedules. Yeah. And how much work they actually have to do daily. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine he was particularly pleased.
1: Yeah, shout out to Elizabeth for that. That was super cool. It was impressive. Yes.
0: It was very impressive. Check that out. Uh, we also have a picture of the schedule that she actually made of uh, what McGonagall's school schedule might be like. Yeah. It's it's impressive work. You um, would
1: be curled up in the dungeon just rocking back <laughs> and forth. <laughs> like, no! <laughs> no more! I can't do
0: this. I can't do this. So Snape is a, is a Quidditch rev. I have no idea if he has any background in Quidditch whatsoever. Yeah. There's over 700 rules. Yeah. he can't know them, right? No. Is that why he's just calling random files? Well, foul right. on Gryffindor. Right? <laughs> what are you talking about? I <laughs> hit a bludger. <laughs> oh, that's in the rules. Right. That's how I play a game.
1: Yes.
0: Nope, that's a foul. Mm-hmm. Penalty shot. Penalty right. shot. Penalty shot. Yep. Uh, maybe that's why. Yes. He just didn't bothered to look that up. I can't even imagine it on a broom. No. I imagine the ref has to be on a broom somewhere near the action. I, I can't imagine they're calling it from the ground.
1: Yeah.
0: Because Hooch was the ref. Right. And But she's also the flying teacher. Right. So that would make sense. Right. But this I, I can't no. envision him no. in that
1: role. Maybe he took a potion to help him steady his nerves. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I was going to mention a potion and then that's a spoiler. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Um, but anyway, going back to Neville for a second. Yes. Um, Neville's featured prominently in this chapter. He is. He gets a lot of play. Um, and a lot of it's kind of against Malfoy and <laughs> Malfoy's constant. Barrage mm-hmm. of both Harry and Neville, but Harry is able to dish it back more. Yeah, uh, come back with more one-liners, or he has the Quidditch pitch to kind of be like, "Oh, you said I can't do this. Well, watch me!" Right, and kind of act out, uh, which I think Malfoy says in this part because mm-hmm. uh, he was talking about Harry's first Quidditch game, how a, a large-mouth frog. Yes, and no one paid attention to it because everybody right. was so impressed by what Harry, Harry did. <laughs> So he gave up on it real quick. Right. Neville, however, doesn't really have a lot of that to back him up. No. And he's not as confident to stand up for himself right. yet. And yeah, in Chapter 12, we talked about Harry being kind of like the poster child for those who think of themselves as outcasts. Or yeah. downtrodden, or forgotten about, or right. whatever. Neville also gets a lot of that. As like, well, I can't yeah. do anything right. I'm not a person that can succeed at this, or I'm not good enough at this, right. or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not x, y or z, right, and I think Neville's another lightning rod for that kind of individual who's reading these books, oh yeah, at least was for me is like okay i I relate to that at some right. level
1: oh yeah,
0: um as much as I relate to harry i I can relate to neville mm-hmm. um that that the insecurity feeling that you have right. constantly right. So, and, you know, maybe not being the most quick-witted with a comeback right away to, like, mm-hmm. sh- shut somebody up. Right. Um, Neville I think a lot of people can yeah. kind of just connect yeah. with that.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's that inner critic, you know. Yeah. It's always, like, that's that's almost like Neville's greatest enemy. It's, it's, it's himself. Yeah. In, in a way, you know. Getting in his own way a lot yeah. because
0: he just doesn't have that self belief. Yeah. But we can we can talk a little bit more and get into yeah. Neville in the in the spoiler. But I do have to point out we talked a lot about the the um, qualities of Ron that get overlooked mm-hmm. and what makes Ron a good character because yeah. you know the movies we talked about don't do him enough justice. No. And the quote that he says at the Quidditch. Mm-hmm. Um, match where Malfoy is just unloading on Neville and poking Neville again and again and mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. and Neville finally stands up and says something. It, it might not be the strongest
1: thing. Right.
0: It might not be the most quick-witted or snappy comeback or mm-hmm. whatever but it's something. Right. And Ron just has this very short quote of, you tell him, Neville. Right. Like, right. you tell him. Right. Like, and again, it's something that you can just gloss over and be like, oh, wait, well, yeah, whatever. Right. But I think that it's Ron kind of feeling like he sees himself in Neville a little bit. Yeah. Because it's like. Oh, good point. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, Charlie. Right. And Bill. And Percy. And the twins and it's just like on and on and on and i'm always the one that just kind of gets like rolled over Mm -hmm. and it's just he has a little bit more of a knack of like a little more fiery personality where he's like Mm -hmm. no forget this i'm gonna like (laughs) you might be bigger faster stronger smarter maybe but i'm gonna get my cracks in (laughs) you know it's like i'm gonna get my shot in um might not be as good as yours, but I'm going to get one in. Right. Um. So I think he sees a little bit of Neville himself and is encouraging him to be like, Yeah. You have to stand up for yourself a little bit. Right. And, and kind of put your foot down at some point. And I think it's a great quality of Ron as a friend. Oh, yeah. And uh, someone, and now we've talked about Ron being not a borderline. He was a straight up jerk. To Hermione, oh
1: yeah,
0: the first few chapters, oh. he was a horrible person to Hermione, <laughs>
1: right?
0: And they still have their banter back and forth, yeah. But um, I think this is your first sign of Ron going someone and being like, "I have your back. Mm-hmm. I have like your best interests at heart, like the the quote unquote true friend right. thing, right?" Right. Um, and Ron always gets that tagline with Harriet, like, oh, they're they're two peas in a pod, to use a really dated reference, <laughs> like a really, the whole thing. They're, like, two close, close, close friends. Right. This is him taking on Neville as kind of like, a, hey, hey, I got you. Right. Uh, which he then follows up on, and he gets into the fight with yeah. Malfoy, Kraft, and Goyle. Yes. Yeah, which, like, by the way... Yeah. Yep. Neville takes on crab and go I know. I was
1: like, "You go, Neville!" You're like, whoosh! <laughs> you're you're uh,
0: uh, right on Neville, but you're right? punching above your weight there. Right? But you... literally, yeah. you're literally punching above your weight.
1: <laughs> but it also too, like, it brings me back to the quote, like in the beginning of the book or in the beginning of the chapter. Where Neville is like, there's no need to tell me I'm not brave enough to be in Gryffindor. Malfoy's already done that. But yet he takes on Crab and Goyle. Yeah. Like, no. Neville, you belong in Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, absolutely. I want to keep going with the Neville as a Gryffindor thing. Yeah. We can expand on that in, yes. in the spoilers, but Neville's a great character. And I'm glad he gets a good chunk of this chapter to kind of yeah uh, flesh him out a little bit more as a character. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, after the uh, Quidditch match and the jubilation of Harry whizzing <laughs> right by Snape's ear to, to get the snitch, Harry recognizes something's not right mm-hmm. and follows them in uh, toward the forest and overhears this conversation between Snape and Quirrell, mm-hmm. and... I guess my point here in the non-spoiler section that I just want to make, because it jumped out to me, it's like, the guts that Harry has, the foolishness of Harry, (laughs) yeah, and also, you're going towards the forbidden forest. Mm -hmm. They've literally warned you against this. And I get that that doesn't apply to Harry, because Harry... It's Harry. Yeah. But... You're flying in a broom above the Forbidden Forest, and you can't hear as well as you want, so your thought is then to (laughs) go into the branches of the trees. Yes. That's a dangerous thing for a lot of different reasons. Oh, for sure. You're clearly entering a stated dangerous place, (laughs) And, and you're presumably flying above two professors who yeah. would not be totally cool with you overhearing a conversation. Either one of them. Right. So if Snape caught him, oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: like, so, many yeah, so many points lost. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so many points. Exactly. Yes, so many points lost.
0: So it's just a uh, gutsy kind of dumb thing to do, I think. I, I I don't, I, well, I wouldn't do it, but I'm more like a goody two-shoes to, to, yeah. to, to go for like a spin around the Forbidden Forest <laughs> to eavesdrop on professors, like right. I I'm not gonna try that. No. Um, and maybe that's not why I'm, maybe that's why I'm not a Gryffindor, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's why I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm like, you know what, that doesn't seem like a wise choice. I'm gonna step back for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I'm just like too much of a rule follower with stuff like that. I'm just be like, nope. He said, "Uh, I, my my inner Hermione would come out." <laughs> you did what?
0: what? Wow! <sighs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So I don't know. Those were some of the non spoiler thoughts um, yeah. that we had. Uh, we will pause right here, and then we'll get to the spoilers. Um, And uh, I know Molly just dropped something on you, and that's the Snape thing coming at me a little bit. That's fine. She has some other thoughts on some of the other episodes as well, so uh, stay tuned for that, because that'll be good. Uh, Hopefully she calls out someone other than me for for my thoughts. (laughs) But uh, stay tuned. I'm sure it'll be a fun conversation. so we are back dealing with the spoiler section of chapter 13. Nicholas Flamel, the uh, chapter dealing with the alchemist. Uh, but before we get into the spoilers of this chapter, um, Molly has some thoughts on some of the other episodes. She's listened to all the episodes. Thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, she has some thoughts.
1: Yeah, um, and of course this podcast is awesome. Oh, thank you. Yes. So, I just have to, to call out Anna. Oh
0: boy. <laughs> Good luck with this.
1: I know. I feel <laughs> like I'm, I'm opening something that I probably shouldn't, but I have to say James Potter, your favorite character? Ooh. Really? Ooh. Out of the entire series? James Potter. I only say this because what do we really know about him? He's not really there a lot. Like, yes, he's Harry's dad, but... And some of what we get from him is Snape's memories. Not he doesn't pla- seem too flattering. <laughs> <laughs> Not flattering. Not flattering portrayals
0: of James.
1: Not that, like, okay, because I will say, Anna, like, you and I, we can agree on, on Snivellus, but... Oh,
0: now you're turning it back on me. That's
1: I know, funny. I'm sorry, yeah. No, but Anna, why? Just, I need to know more why. Because I just can't agree with that.
0: Now, I'm hoping that when we get into Prisoner of Azkaban and we can get, like, uh, a little bit of the Marauder talk going.
1: Yeah.
0: Anna's already, obviously, clearly she's a big Marauder fan. So hopefully we can get you in and around those chapters All right. of the Marauders so we can get a little like back and forth. It'd yes. be great. It'd be great. Yeah. I agree with you um that a lot of what we see of James is not the most flattering. Right. If I were to speak for for Anna, which is a big <laughs> which is a big thing. Um there are some redeemable qualities that we know about. Uh, yeah. for James I don't know of somebody that doesn't like Lily yeah uh, and the fact that Lily saw something in James mm-hmm. should say a lot yeah obviously what he did for the Marauders yeah and, and his uh, kind of helping with Lupin's issues and his treatment of Peter Pettigrew including him in that group yeah considering he was an outcast yeah. at, at Hogwarts. And you'd think James and Sirius being, like, quote-unquote, the cool kids... Right. uh, ...wouldn't include Peter Pettigrew. Right. Uh, But they did. Yeah. To their credit. Uh, And also their downfall, but that's a big spoiler. (laughs) So... (laughs) We know James is fiercely loyal to his friends and those he loves. Yes. I'll I'll let Anna do the full defense of James Potter, because I can't wait to hear her response.
1: I know. I just... It's such an odd one out there. Such an odd little... My favorite character of the whole entire... The whole entire series. Jake Potter.
0: Well, that begs the question, Molly. Who's your favorite character?
1: Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Ugh.
0: I'll, I'll give you a little leeway. You can't pick one of the, the trio.
1: No. Can't pick um, one of the trio.
0: We gotta pick some somebody...
1: Big fan of Mrs. Weasley. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's...
0: Yeah, I don't know how I can attack. No, <laughs> 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 well, Missus Weasley's a phenomenal character. Yeah. Um. Gosh, she's the mother of the series. Yeah.
1: In yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, she's got. And a- she raised
0: Fred and George. I know. I mean, just that alone should make her a set. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like-
1: yes. Like there's just so much like caring and kindness and motherly love in that and. You know, she does such a good job for Harry um, when he comes to the borough and the way that she runs the borough. Like, it's just, it's awesome.
0: I mean, uh, Molly Weasley, she raised, I joked about Fred and George, her raising Fred and George. She raised Bill. Yeah. Who was head boy. Right. Extraordinarily talented, brilliant. Works for Gringotts in a very challenging position Mm -hmm. that requires a lot of skill and a lot of knowledge. Yes. She raised Charlie. Mm
1: -hmm. Peak athlete. Yes.
0: Dangerous job. Mm -hmm. Um, More more brawny, a little bit Mm -hmm. stronger. um, Extremely talented. Right. Percy, for better or worse, and there are better and worse moments of Percy throughout this series. Mm -hmm. But another... Ambitious, talented, smart mm-hmm. character. Whether you like him or not, for all of your <laughs> reasons, fine. But at least those qualities do apply. Right. Uh, friend George are hilarious and yes. much more brilliant than people think because of their humor. Yeah. Uh, they're just like, oh yeah, they're quick-witted, but there's a very strong intelligence there.
1: Yes.
0: Obviously, they're mm-hmm. successful business owners. And we've talked about Ron and some of his better qualities. Ginny mm-hmm. and her talents mm-hmm. and her strength and yes. and her uh, athleticism. And, mm-hmm. and she's raised... Uh, and Arthur did, did too. <laughs> Let's oh, not yeah. d- diminish Arthur. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody knows. And this whole series is about a mother's love for their right. children. Right. She exhibits that to her kids and raises some amazing
1: individuals yes and you can include harry in that yes and you can include hermione she does a lot for hermione as well she does
0: um she does a lot for lupin she does a lot for tonks
1: yes she has such like a big loving heart and then she also just has this like don't mess with me attitude that like yes she gets the one
0: well, I guess she doesn't get the one swear word. It just depends on your usage of the swear word. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she gets a big moment. Yeah. She gets a big moment.
1: Book summon for sure. Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, You're just like yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. It's a great moment. Yes. So Molly Weasley is such a wonderful choice. Yeah. Um, that I can't.
1: And pick I'm it. not picking her because we both have to share the same name. She's just a great. I wasn't going to
0: point that out, but you're a little
1: biased. I
0: am. So, I don't know, she's a wonderful character, um, who we will thankfully get to talk about a lot more going forward, yeah. um, especially as her role gets a little bit more involved in yes. some of the later, later books. So, wow, that was a lot, and we're just, we haven't even gotten to the spoilers yet. I know. Oh, I know. So did you have any other thoughts on any of the other episodes, or did you just want to specifically call
1: out Anna? I just really wanted to call out Anna. <laughs> okay. I, right. she, she seemed like a fun person to call out, and I, I, I almost feel like I've, I've opened a can of, of fiery. If I, know,
0: if I know Anna, she's going to take less offense <laughs> to you calling her out than to my attempt at defending James. <laughs> you didn't defend him hard enough, is probably <laughs> okay. what she's saying yeah. as she's listening to this one.
1: I guess I just, I just want to understand it more. No, that's, that's
0: yeah. fair. I mean, you can poke at that.
1: Yeah. Um, and I'm sure
0: she'll come right back.
1: I'm sure she will. Um, Bring it! <laughs> <laughs> and the challenge has been thrown down.
0: <laughs> I know you enjoyed the, the trivia section that we did on the last yes. one, too. So I maybe, did. Maybe some future episode we can get like a bigger trivia game going with some, oh, I would love that. some of my guests. Yeah. So, uh, that'd be a lot of fun. A lot of people's favorite characters, since we're on the topic, yeah, fair few people would pick Neville as their favorite character. Yeah. Uh, his growth throughout the series is a wonderful kind of... It is. ...map to follow.
1: Right.
0: Because uh, in this book, he is a colossal screw-up.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. um,
0: and And part of it, as... You and Anna and I have pointed out a a lot of that is some anxieties that he has, some self-doubts that just get made worse by Mm -hmm. Snape, but get Mm -hmm. made worse by Malfoy, and they just kind of roll up on each other again and again and again. Right. And some of them are even fellow Gryffindors. I don't think we see anything specifically in the first chapter, but let's be real, you're at a school. Right. You aren't thinking some other Gryffindors are poking at him a little bit? Probably are. Right. It's the nature of kids in a school. Yes. So he's got it hard early okay. on. And it's such a fascinating trajectory yeah. of his character arc. Mm-hmm. And him slowly getting, like, him finding a foothold in what he's good at. Mm -hmm. And herbology, and that's like his thing. Yes. Like, I am the best in our class at this one thing, and no one can take that away from me. Right. And that seed of confidence grows. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think you pointed it out in in the non-spoiler, that quote about him being unsure, being a true Gryffindor.
1: Right.
0: And how that courage kind of manifests itself more directly later in the books. Mm-hmm. One could argue, if I'm going like super psychological <laughs> on you. <laughs> Love
1: it, bring it.
0: <laughs> one could argue that, honestly, he's displaying uh, a level of courage. Like, he got demolished by Snape in that yeah. potions class. He melted a cauldron. Right. Not... A flattering representation of yourself. No. If I had a disastrous moment like that, I would find it hard to honestly show up the next day yeah. of class. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously there's time jumps and, and things like that that happen in the books. And I've already mentioned that. Right. And, and how it'd be interesting to see if, like, literally day-to-day day and, like, presumably right. he showed up the next day to class. He did. Presumably, he's still going to potions classes. Right. So that in itself is a minor show of courage. Oh, of absolutely.
1: Like, I screwed up. Right.
0: My bad. That really stunk.
1: Right. And
0: that's an awful moment. Right. I'm going to try to do better. Yeah. yeah. And that's a courageous thing, in my opinion. Absolutely. So, yeah, he's my... Not be showing the textbook what everybody thinks of as bravery or courage. Right. Um, you know, going, fighting Cradd and Goyle. Yeah. But yes, that's a form of bravery. Right. Um, it's maybe a textbook Gryffindor form of right. bravery.
1: Right.
0: That's not the whole <laughs> definition no. of bravery.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, which I think is what we talked about a little bit of like yeah. other houses and other members of other houses having characteristics of other houses. Right. So, like, why does a Hufflepuff always have to be like, I'm a hard worker, but I'm meek, and I'm, like, not going to you know, cause trouble or whatever, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Right.
1: It's like, no. Right.
0: Like, there's qualities everywhere. Right,
1: exactly. So,
0: I just went on a long <laughs> <be alone>. No, <laughs> it level. is
1: so beautifully sad. Like, You're so spot on, like, the courage to, when you do have, like, even somebody with anxiety, somebody who's a little bit more like Novel, maybe, like, seeing that character and relating to that character and knowing that Novel's showing up every day, you know, like, that in itself is an act of bravery, for sure. So I think it was beautifully said, Dan. I think you're spot on with that.
0: Yeah, it's... Thank you for saying that. It's, yeah. it's just, um, I, I look at Neville as, he's always a Gryffindor, even though it gets questioned a lot early on. And then, right. you know, there's a whole, do we sort too early kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, he displays full bravery in every form of that definition
1: yeah.
0: later on in the series. Oh, yeah. A leader? A, a fighter yeah a killer
1: yeah <laughs> i mean
0: he literally killed a soul right <laughs> so yeah yeah so uh neville has a fascinating arc.
1: oh my gosh! i just i remember that fifth book when you get to you know the story of of neville and harry and that choice like your mind's just blown because it's so, it feels so unsuspecting Mm -hmm. because you're like, Neville? Really? And then you're like, oh man, like that could have been, it could have been a totally different story. So.
0: You think he's like written about in history books for that moment of him like taking out a horcrux? Like him literally taking a part of Voldemort down? Oh, I'm sure. Sorry, Anna. Voldy. (laughs) Voldy. We've called Anna out a lot in this episode. We have.
1: I feel like I'd really like Anna if I met her, by the way, so... (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, I wonder if he's just, like, written about as part of that history, or if it's just Harry Potter. Harry Potter,
1: Harry Potter, Harry Potter. No, because I don't... I really don't think that Harry would want to take credit for all of that. That's just not his nature. So I'm sure that, like... I mean, who knows? Whoever wrote it, you know, in the Wizarding world, may uh-huh. <laughs> just focus solely on Harry. But I mean, that's that's the other beautiful part of the story is that it's about teamwork. It's it's. I mean, Hermione, you could say, has huge impact on all of that. Ron has a huge impact on all of that. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know. I mean, it's it's yeah. So I would I would.
0: Ginny and Luna have big Jenny, impacts. Yeah. And- the twins have big impacts, mm-hmm. and all of yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot. <laughs> there's yeah. there's a lot to yes. And that's part of that seventh book is like that's how Voldy yeah, kind of Volley. like taunts Harry is like yes. you're allowing so many others to step up and mm-hmm. and die for you and be like shields for you, and it's a very targeted, aggressive, yeah. smart taunt on his part, really. Right. And it's it's true mm-hmm. to a. Uh, a pretty big scale. A lot of people were literally throwing themselves. Were very literally throwing themselves between <laughs> those two uh, those two characters. Right. So I think Neville plays a massive, massive part, and it's great to see him start to get a little bit more recognition. Start to see that self confidence build to at least a point where he comes back at Malfoy, yes. however meekly he does it. Right. The fact that he still does it yeah and ron confirming him confirming that was yeah. a, a wonderful moment for me I, I really enjoyed it yes speaking of ron ron and hermione and their constant exchanges the relationship's gotten better
1: yes
0: since the early chapters yes very contentious early
1: <laughs> yes still contentious yes
0: but they're now, I think, learning a little bit more about each other, and they're figuring out their own communication style.
1: Yeah.
0: Where <laughs> it's essentially Hermione does something. Ron snaps at her, and yeah. she completely ignores him, <laughs> and moves on with whatever she's doing. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the form of communication we're at now. But that relationship's got a lot more attention than maybe Hermione and Harry at this point.
1: Yeah
0: just with their back and forth in a negative way. Right. And now they're back and forth in a more friend,
1: quote-unquote, way.
0: Right. Because I don't think that we've had a lot of Harry-Hermione moments you know, for the know, most part.
1: I, yeah, and you know, I never really... I don't know. To me, it always made sense. Ron and Hermione. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're the, you're the Ron and Hermione boat?
1: I am. Yeah. Um. You know, those two, it's like that old, like, you know, grade school kind of love relationship when you're younger. Like, you make fun of... The person know? that you actually like. Right, exactly. So... That's fair. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think they they balance each other out well.
0: Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. And I guess I'll choose this moment now to uh, throw this out in the world and have at least 50% of the people listening to this hate me. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. Yes. I agree with everything Anna has said previously yes. about the Ron-Hermione balance and how they kind of complete each other because they fill in each other's blanks. Right. I don't disagree with any of that. I 100% get it. I understand it. And, yes, you're right. Me, I read this book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I put myself in Harry's shoes, Mm -hmm. so I read this as if I'm Harry Potter experiencing all of this kind of stuff. This is the mindset that I kind of had. Okay. Because I identified with Harry, I kind of had that kind of, uh, I guess, viewpoint or whatever when I was reading this. So me reading it, I was like, oh, Hermione's kind of cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in my subconscious, I always put Harry and Hermione together, because I viewed myself as Harry and Hermione would be, like, a girl that I could be interested in. Yeah. So, and I always, like, connected those two dots. Okay. If that makes any sense. I know, like, story-wise... It might make better sense for all of the puzzle pieces to fit together for Ron and Hermione to be a thing. Yeah. Because then Harry and Ginny can fit, and then it's like, all a happy little, (laughs) like, perfect puzzle. Right. I don't know. Just reading it and putting myself. Yeah. I put them together in my head just because of that. Yeah. But I – that being said, when Ron and Hermione – yeah, when Ron and Hermione became a thing, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, that's the worst decision ever. That's stupid. No, I was like, yeah, makes sense. Like it's fine. Like I didn't hate it. Right. I'm just like, yeah, makes sense. That's fine. Yeah. Moving on. I I like like Ginny too. That's fine. That's cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not like totally like, oh my god, they have to be together, you know. But it it was easier for me like to see that relationship Mm -hmm. as opposed to Harry and Hermione because I feel like that was more of like a brother sister relationship in my opinion. I see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And some would argue that yes, Ron and Hermione could also be seen that way, especially early on with their little right. like banter back and forth. Right. It's very sibling rivalry right. kind of thing. Right. But I also view it just as like, oh, um, you know, when you're a little kid. No, I,
0: and, uh, I think yep. that's a valid point too. Of so. liking in front of the
1: person that you actually like. Yeah, yeah.
0: I get that. So uh, I hope I explain myself clearly and well enough
1: <laughs> that I don't
0: get all of the heat and hatred <laughs> going forward. But I know people. Will uh, that's fine. So, uh, another thing that JK just kind of drops in here, um, very subtly, is, and I think we both had this on our notes. Yes. Which is awesome when this happens. Yes. I love it when it happens when we both pull something and we're like, ah, we both thought this was cool. Yes. Uh, said so go, go for it.
1: All right. So, ah, I just love this. So when they're talking about the Sorcerer's Stone, if you have a hardcover copy, it's page 221, mm-hmm. um, and it is, potions le- Potion Lessons were turning into a sort of weekly torture. Snape was so horrible to Harry. Could Snape possibly know they'd found out about the Sorcerer's Stone? Harry didn't see how he could. Yet he sometimes had, had the horrible feeling that Snape could read minds
0: that's such a good like drop in here and again this comes back to a conversation we've had on a previous episode where is this something that she knew ahead of time that Snape would be particularly skilled at right or is this just something like a completely random thing that we're reading way too much into (laughs) (laughs) which is very much possible Right. Um, but obviously, uh, he has a particular skill of both reading minds and blocking his mind from being read.
1: Yeah.
0: Which, and there is a difference between those two. I think there is each a specific skill set. legitimacy versus Occlumency. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but the fact that Harry brings it up now, and, uh-huh. and, and, and he's skilled at both, obviously, right. particularly one over the other, but good at both.
1: Right.
0: So, it's an interesting detail that we both yes. pulled. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we both thought it was pretty interesting. title of the chapter is Nicholas Femel. We really haven't talked about, like, Nicholas Femell or the no. Philosopher's Stone. Which is the title of the book. Right. A whole lot at all. I know. Which is a little weird now that I'm thinking about it.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I have a good question for you, Dan. Oh,
0: okay. All right. All right. Oh,
1: sorry, I'm turning the tables a little Bring bit. it. All right.
0: Bring it should be like our
1: catchphrase. I know, right? (laughs) Bring it. Um, So, if you have the elixir of life, what would you do?
0: Would I take it or not? Would you? I would 100% take it. Yes. I would 100% take it. And that's a quick answer. Yeah. I would take it because I'm interested in... Well, first of all, it's not like a permanent thing. Right. You can always stop when right. you're ready. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Doubledore says later in this book, you can yes. set your affairs in order appropriately and, you know, go <laughs> go with death. As we yes. talked about the hellos. Yes. I w- if I had the opportunity and if I had the chance, I would do it because I'm big on experiences. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, there's so much to this world that a person can't fully experience yeah. in one lifetime. Yeah. I uh, I would uh, we've talked about traveling in the mirror. Vera said how that might be if a Ooh. mirror if a mirror could <laughs> make that the the thing might be what I see. So I would spend years. Yeah. years traveling. I would spend years in other countries yeah. and experiencing ways of life and learning about that life, languages mm-hmm. and cultures and history and and all of that, um, I kind of want to fully embrace that more. Yes. Yeah. Granted, I also have to have the motivation to put in that work because <laughs> it's not easy to learn right. like ways of life and languages and right. a bunch of other stuff like that, but... I would hope that I wouldn't take the elixir of life and literally just sit on my couch and just binge Netflix all day, every day, for like 300 years. Right. I would hope that I'd have a little bit more, like, uh, ambition ambition than that, yes. But no, that's kind of what I would probably do with it. And once I felt like I have lived that life, Mm -hmm. then I'd be like, I'm good. That's a long, very deep answer to no, what you it. gave yes. me. yeah. But that's kind of how I view that. Is if yeah. I had that opportunity to live for an undetermined amount of time
1: right. on the long
0: side. Right. That's kind of what I'd do with it. Yeah. Uh what about you? Oh
1: man. Um I honestly I probably definitely want to travel. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and I, I I love introvert moment you know I just love like the simple pleasures of everyday life and you know I just would want to like be able to take that knowing that every day I would be able to like live the next and, and live it fully and really embrace each and every single day mm-hmm. um yeah I mean there would definitely be a lot of things like I would want to see how many things I could knit Maybe I could knit 600 and... <laughs> I was going to mention knitting,
0: but I wanted to see if you were going to go there, and I'm very happy that you
1: are Of course. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I think, you know, you get to a point with something like that where it's like, okay, I've experienced everything that life has has given to me. I think it's time to sail to, into the sunset, as they say. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So... That's the philosopher's stone idea, I yeah. think, is a great... Well, also, it solves the other problem of like, yeah, hey, you're living forever, right. but how are you going to have money? Well, guess what? It also... Right. <laughs> you can change metals to gold. Right. Uh, check.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> what all can I do? <laughs> so,
0: it, and that's why it's such a legendary thing, is yeah. because... It checks two very essential boxes yeah. so, of uh, the human experience. So, yeah. So, Nicholas, he, I believe he was also in Crimes of Grindelwald.
1: He was. He made a, uh, a fan moment, for sure. He, um, they, like, went into his house.
0: Yeah, they did. And then they opened, like, an ancient book, and some... Yeah. Which was in the book and had an issue with it. And, yeah. And then they found him... And he was an ex. They made him out to be like an extremely powerful wizard. Yes. Like a Grindelwald, Dumbledore level like. Yeah. Wizard, because he, if I remember the movie correctly, and I haven't seen it in a minute because again, not my favorite. Right. But, um, I think he had like some major protection spell. Yeah. That he like threw down.
1: Yeah. I feel like though, like if you're gonna create the Philosopher's Stone, and mm-hmm. the Elixir of Life, and mm-hmm. this whole idea. You gotta be a pretty talented wizard,
0: man. Well, is magic just science that we haven't Ooh. discovered yet? Ooh. Like, could he just be that talented of a scientist that he just stumbled on to this thing? Right. And Dumbledore, it was so profound, Dumbledore's was like... You're pretty smart. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, and then it comes down to what is your definition of good magic, of a good wizard. You know?
0: That's true. That's true. You know, I'm waiting for the day when someone invents a firecracker (laughs) that spawns an admiral's hat. Right?
1: (laughs) I want some mice, man. I want some pet mice.
0: (laughs) When we reach that moment. Right? Right? That's when we know we've made it. Yes. I don't know how Da Vinci missed that moment. Yeah, he You really missed out.
1: Yes.
0: Clearly an idiot. Really? <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, no, I think. I... Okay. So with that fascinating Ending. discussion that we had, uh, getting way deeper than probably either of us expected to on the Nicholas Femel chapter. Yes. Thanks for listening. And thanks for sticking with us. Uh, We appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this. If you have thoughts, please let us know at Hogwartsapod on Twitter. Thank you all for listening. We will catch you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram
1: at Hogwartsapod.